welcome to new episode of global fintech festival podcast series and this episode i can assure you that it will be very very unique because of our guest and our guest is none other than sujit sujit has a wide experience uh, in 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 the mobility space in the commerce space banking and fintech and what not so so he's a uh, if i draw a venn diagram i think there will be many circles and, and in between it will be sujit and uh, sujit has been an expert uh, in term in, in creating platforms and 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 right now the assignment which he is uh, in is called backend and uh, we will be diving uh, in in backend and uh, will find find out what sujit is doing with this particular interesting project and uh, and how this project is shaping up and how will it impact lives uh, at large right welcome sujit welcome to global fintech festival podcast series thanks abhinav very delighted to be here and thank you for the generous introduction looking <laughs> forward to the conversation sujit uh, this was my style of introducing but uh, i request you to uh, uh, explain up our audience about your journey how it has been in your professional career uh, career and, and i know that you have been in many many interesting projects and uh, can you just uh, throw some light about it and and how was your experience in general and uh, what all interesting projects you were doing sure no uh, i think if i look at my experience largely it's been in the area of management consulting for well over decade but i think that gave me an opportunity to look at some of the large scale you know digital transformation uh, that the country has seen uh, in the last decade and a half i was extremely uh, privileged to be part of the ada program the india's national id program right from its onset and for me to see building a, a new narrative from scratch for for solving population scale problems with a very minimalistic digital platform that can work as a public good to usher in new form of service delivery yeah, driving uh, transformations in government services uh, financial services delivery uh, driving financial inclusion we are talking about hundreds and hundreds of million bank accounts being added thanks to aadhar based kyc driving digital payments on top of it and and a whole lot of innovations that it has for in the last decade i think being part of that experience and able to witness that kind of transformation did have a huge impact on the way i look at how technology can be built for population scale changes so that's one thing that i fondly remember and have been kind of building on that learnings ever since uh, something uh, after aadhar that i really looked that i really enjoyed working was on in the space of mobility uh, this is something that goes back about close to a decade now where i've been working with uh, the mass transit public transport side of the ecosystem working with transit operators across the country and and the whole decade saw the whole the assurance of metros and other forms of mobility in the country not talk about of course ride hailing and and micro mobility that has shifted up to in the, the later part of the decade but i think all these new forms of mobility uh, I, i saw that there's an opportunity to kind of bring them all together and one of my early attempts was to make sure that uh, the mass transit the public transit ecosystem the metros and the buses that we have across cities to kind of you know, get onto this digital bandwagon and and lend to this emerging narrative where 
mobility is no more form or transport centric but it's customer centric and with diverse forms the customer essentially looks at going from point a to point b and what is the best way to get there and how um, this can be built on the backbone of mass transit infrastructure with the as right so that we don't have to clog the clog the roads with traffic and personal vehicles and make sure that the commute experience and daily travel becomes easy in this bustling growing cities across the country so i had an opportunity to uh, introduce open payments in in transit so payments in transit was something that was kind of new to the country and i had the privilege of doing that uh, with one of the early greenfield metros and a bus operator in the country and that that model seemed to have picked up i mean not up but across multiple such operators and today it's kind of known as the national common mobility car so i think bunch of these experiences gave me a perspective of how open infrastructure open systems can drive value and that's kind of become more or less like a theme as i look back and now when i think about back end it's pretty much reinforced those learnings into something that we can do not just for mobility but across uh, commerce especially local commerce and that's where i'm spending a lot of time my work back thank you sujit so my my this this particular question uh, is you is for you on on a philosophical side of your project uh when you say backend is an open open protocol for distributed commerce so there are two important phrases here open protocol and distributed commerce so what is the philosophy or thought process behind uh this open protocol as a term can you just explain me what it brings on to the table how it can benefit uh the the population at large uh, what is what is that openness all about sure not sure if i can deep dive into the larger philosophy probably that's going to take a lot of time but i think the simple thinking behind uh, you know thinking of an open protocol approach to commerce uh, is is morely driven by this this model of commerce that exists all around us today which has been there for the well over two decades and of course creating a lot of value for all of us across the world i think the it kind of put a posed a question wherein we were asking ourselves does the buyer and the seller always have to be on the same platform to do have any meaningful e-commerce you know interactions businesses happening between them is it necessary that the buyer and seller have to be on the same platform therefore creating that dependency on a platform and platform today platforms today have considerable amount of influence to exert on both the buyer and the seller and and we were asking is that the only model possible and it was it was it was also kind of coming from the aspect of something that nandan from more than all were involved in 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 the side of payments transformation in india when you look at upi and how upi decentralized the payments digital infrastructure upi is kind of a similar protocol for payments wherein the same the same notion that that the customer can have a stored value bank account in one bank and use different kind of a, a third party app to send money to any stored value account on the other end of the receiver who could be on a different bank a uh, platform uh, even a private closed loop payment wallet kind of a system and yet there is that frictionless interaction happening between the sender and the receiver without that i think the the time for such models of open network based instead of a platform based uh, kind of a marketplace has come and i think the commerce definitely needs that kind of a model and uh, and the thinking is actually not anything different from the way emails and internet work if you actually look at it right i mean this is actually this idea is 
is as old school as the internet itself where internet is not a platform it's actually a, a network of networks and so is email i mean we don't we don't expect the sender and receiver of the emails today to be on the same platform and i could be on any platform of your choice i mean now you could be on another one and we can still exchange emails without asking each other hey are you on this platform so that i can send emails which is probably not the case in many of the other communications be it instant chat and others okay and 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 that openness kind of led to this kind of a massive explosion of digital communication with e emails across the planet and that openness created more innovations around that and, and helped us bring some useful very you know a very very useful seamless experience on how we interact uh, uh, with each other over emails and that's something that we think can usher uh, that model we think can usher those kind of innovations in, in the area of commerce if we were to unbundle unbundle the seller and buyer from the need to be on the same platform. So if we unbundle that platform and if we open up the choices for both the buyer and seller to have any choice of platform for them to be on and yet finally discover each other, do business with each other as if they were on the same virtual platform, that I think opens up a whole lot of possibility in the area of commerce, especially in driving significant market adoption for digital commerce and catering to some very contextually relevant solutions for for businesses across different parts of the world, especially for local businesses in India, which has been this traditional physical offline mode of business. I think they can find themselves a new way of going digital uh, with that this kind of a, a solution uh, through the through the form of an open protocol. I think that's been the larger thinking behind this. And we are we are able to see some of that happening today, wherein today uh, a merchant can be discovered on any consumer platform, be it a a chat interface or even a browser or a virtual assistant or any kind of an IVRS technology where the customer can locate, naturally locate, discover any any local neighborhood business and place an order and 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 receive that delivery while that local retail retailer is actually on another platform. Now the platform could be that of a local app, the platform that uh, the retailer has built for itself or it could be of an aggregator platform or it could even be uh, something as simple as a POS machine on which uh, the local retailer is receiving the orders from all the customers in the neighborhood. So, so it gives choices in technology, choices in form and nature of solutions that are relevant for that particular local retailer and relevant for that particular customer. So that opening up of these choices is the essence of thinking behind having an open digital public good as a protocol, as a specification. Understood. I think I think you are you are onto a, such a such an interesting and uh, much needed uh, uh, platform for for India and and can you just uh, uh, in continuation to your explanation uh, uh, the word distributed uh, commerce uh, stuck into my mind why did you use distributed what is that uh, why did you emphasize on distributed as a keyword before commerce can you just let me tell me uh, and uh, and the audience also what what is that uh, emphasis on distributed commerce is certainly um, so from what i've just explained if you give options on both the seller and buyer side you're essentially not forcing them to be on one central platform uh, the buyer can be on any platform of their choice when i say platform it could be any form of platform like i said a chat messenger a browser or a virtual assistant or even an IVRS call or something similar 
the seller can be on any platform it could be a pos machine it could be a bespoke application built for a small you know 500 square feet local retail store uh, they, they could be on different platforms yet interact so there's nothing in the center there's no central platform on which both are operating they are actually on different platforms and they are fairly distributed and diverse all getting connected uh, as part of a larger network and that is the essential decentralized design uh, which creates this whole distribution distributed network and that distributed network uh, kind of drives values so it's a network of different nodes of buyers and seller systems coming together that drives value as a marketplace rather than trying to be dependent on one central platform to generate that value for buyers and sellers so that's where the whole distributed architecture of, of an open protocol comes into play thank you sujit so just now let me let me dive into a little bit of uh, tech side of things uh, in back in uh, can you just uh, tell our audience while developing products or platforms at that kind of a scale what are the broad parameters uh, or few key things you keep in mind while cre uh, creating architecture for such kind of a platforms and and i think you, your answer with your answer we can also know that uh, uh, what is the robustness or resilience of this platform uh, because your vision is to work at an India scale, which itself is a huge scale, right? So, so what goes into your mind uh, when you're uh, creating such architectures? Very good question, Abhinav. In fact, that's just time. That's something we spent a lot of time um, thinking as to what could be the kind of approach uh, for building such infrastructure, uh, such architectures that caters to that kind of a scale. I think, I think, I think we can agree on one of the most important aspects that it has to be something very minimalistic lightweight such that it can easily drive adoption uh, across the population across diverse context uh, which is the reason why we said we will probably not design a runtime platform of any kind of a centralization built into it rather create an open protocol specifications more like a way of of a machine language way of making commerce uh, that can be introduced as a specifications allowing um, different types of uh, applications to be onboarded onto it and creating a network rather than the uh, rather than a central platform so i think very minimalistic extremely lightweight specifications um, built for scale is one of the key elements of design in th when thinking about this architecture uh, the second is of course trying to create uh, as a design baking this whole idea of decentralization so that there is no a single point or a central uh, a role that any network participant have to play to make the network function or this open network function so it's completely decentralized and even the governance of it is kind of decentralized so that you don't have to have one entity to take care of the whole infrastructure but the whole uh, but the different nodes can be managed by different people and you can have uh, 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 enough duplication around that enough uh, uh, enough choices there for example if you're talking about buyer application there could be several buyer applications seller there could be several even in the middle so this architecture has a bunch of nodes in the middle like what we call as gateways which are essentially routers and some open registries where the architecture allows for having multiple such gateways and multiple such registries so that network continues to to thrive and grow organically without any kind of a single point of failure or single unit of governance to be to be dependent on so that's some of the things that we that we thought about and the, some of the other elements are of course to drive the utility keep it uh, 
universal and abstract as a specification. Uh, we initially thought of building uh, specifications specifically for mobility, where we thought we'll un we understand mobility agnostic of the form of mobility. It could be a metro or a ride-hailing vehicle or a, even an autonomous uh, taxi tomorrow. In respect of the form, can we abstract the specifications for mobility? But now we went further from mobility to make it kind of a universal commerce a specification that can cater to any domain and allows for the that particular domain specific uh, content to be built on top of it. We call them taxonomies. So, uh, so we therefore followed a layered design of this protocol where we could allow multiple domains to kind of use the same universal specification with a little bit of a taxonomy addition for that sector. So that's the other some of the other things that we factored into our design. And, uh, and making sure that the entire thing is technology neutral. The specifications, while they can be implemented on web with HTTP and JSON, uh, they can be implemented on any transmission protocol. Um, and, and yeah, it's even possible to be implemented on a blockchain if required, but that's a choice that the network participants can take as to what underlying infrastructure uh, they may want to choose uh, to implement this protocol. But protocol is kind of technology agnostic not just on the endpoints but also on its underlying transmission layer so yeah these were the few quick designs that i could uh, highlight to drive the relevance of why such a design could allow for diversity of adoptions diversity of applications and innovations uh, at a scale at a population scale that we are looking at superb i think uh, i think the, the kind of uh, work you're doing in creating this kind of architectures is simply phenomenal and and uh, you you spoke about uh, your uh, evolution of uh, the product right you first wanted to do in mobility then come to different other sectors now you are you're converting itself into a very versatile kind of an uh, protocol now now my my fundamental question is while you're developing this uh, platform schemas for different uh, uh, sectors don't you feel that the existing players, example, let us come to mobility, existing ride-sharing platforms, uh, will they not be agitated by your move because you are actually creating an open market which will create a lot of competition for them? And uh, you are also making their job very easy for, for new entrants. So so how, 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 what was going on in your mind when, when you were designing such models or or did you think that these repercussions might be there? Again, a great question there, Abhinav. Uh, I think uh, it's the repercussion comes from the way you see uh, there's something like this uh, as an open protocol that is driving open network as a marketplace rather than a uh, platform as a platform centric marketplace. So, I mean, it depends on how anybody sees it. But I think just to uh, answer that question, uh, today I think uh, unlike an internet or an email where the protocol came first and then its adoption at a global scale, here we are looking at uh, well over two and a half decades of, of uh, e-commerce and a certain model being existing and mature, not just in India but across the world. So we need to keep that in context when you're saying when you're talking about adopting backend and 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 therefore we we should not be uh, looking at backend as a substitute but more as a complementary approach to the existing model of commerce and and driving a larger market adoption than uh, uh, than actually you know fighting with the existing platform the idea is intent intention is not to do that uh, that's one second of course is 
the idea that today as much as platforms are doing their business uh, and growing their businesses in with, with the, the business models that they have uh, the each of them are investing very heavily in driving market uh, expansion and that those investments are happening in silos each of them are always investing in that adoption in silos and almost having kind of a winner take all uh, approach to that way, uh, and the market itself is is kind of small enough and you're bringing in a zero sum game into it but we believe that with something like a beckon protocol or an open uh, open protocol you have an opportunity to expand that market continue to do uh, what you're doing as a, with your existing business model but it also allows not just the incumbents but even the new you know the new neo challengers as we want to call them come in together and expand that market and i keep saying this uh, you know to be worried about predicting a, a 45 rupees market share in a 100 rupees market vis-a-vis -vis having a 20% share in a 1 lakh rupee market i think there's a difference in value and i'm sure most of these platforms having been in this business recognize how difficult it is to drive market expansion at scale and therefore uh, if everybody collectively expands the market there's a win-win for all and that's something that uh, they should see as an opportunity with protocol and and uh, drive its uh, adoption for themselves while continuing with their existing models nobody's asking them to stop their existing uh, model of doing commerce but i think this only amplifies their business their approach to market and scale the market much faster got it sujit i think what you're saying is instead of uh, dissecting the cake bake more cakes so that it will be everyone can have a have a pie out of it Understood. Yeah, hopefully, I think that 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 how it will be as as yeah, with the, with the option. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so my next question is now you have addressed some of the problems which uh, some of the uh, big players might have have, but but this is the question what I want to ask on behalf of emerging or or very new early stage startups. If they want to use Beckin, what are the steps or stages they have to go go through? so that they can integrate with beckon in a perfect manner and they can harness all the power which beckon wants to provide what are the things they have to go through and what are the things they have to keep in mind sure uh, but before i answer that i think a few things uh, i just want to make sure first let me try and uh, emphasize why small businesses probably small businesses or early startups or the neo challengers uh, should look at something like uh, an open protocol like beckon uh let me prime kind of spend a minute on that abhinav and then then answer the other part of how should they go go about you know adopting backend uh, i think very clearly with the idea of an open protocol what you're essentially saying is that you're unbundling the demand and supply uh you're help, you're helping buyers to to find you irrespective uh, from any platform of their choice and still uh, see you uh, discover you naturally your your services your catalogs and do business with you i think that is a very important aspect that i want to emphasize for small businesses who today are in this whole chase for uh, for capital you know to chase the opportunity wherein they are spending incredible amount of money as marketing dollars to acquire customers uh, through ad, through technologies or uh, through uh, through ad spends and others to make customers download their apps and interfaces and then start interacting with them i think that is something that can be significantly reduced if you uh, adopt beckon essentially because you can actually get customers from any other platform where the customers are naturally spending time so uh, whether it's a chat interface or or any other uh, 
any any other place where customers are spending time like on social media browser etc they can actually still naturally discover you without you having spending money to kind of lure them into downloading your app and making them to start using it the whole customer acquisition cost can go down significantly and the narrative for the first time can move away from customer acquisition to order acquisition so long as you're getting orders from customers from across channels uh, using backend protocol you don't have to worry about investing in, in customer acquisition yourself so much so that's one important thing the cost of doing business therefore as it goes down and then the need for capital to drive customer acquisition goes down rather you spend that capital on on building a more fantastic product you know more differentiated services and then spend more on the service innovation side rather than on customer acquisition so keeping that in mind uh, if you have to look at any small business adopting backend it's it's fairly straightforward firstly again just to clarify backend is not a platform or not an app or, or, or an, it's, it's not a digital runtime at all it's a bunch of specifications as a protocol um, you can download these specifications from a github page uh, from our website the specifications are open anybody can use that uh, they don't have to talk to the foundation uh, use these specifications to implement your apis backend enabled apis uh, connect yourself to an open network uh, of similar players uh, in your region of interest in your markets of interest and make yourself naturally discoverable so it's just it just gets down to you know understanding the specifications integrating the specifications as apis onto onto your onto your platform and then getting yourself registers on open networks that are coming about in the country there are a few demonstrator projects and networks that are happening across the country uh, they can be part of it and explore uh, the possibilities there wonderful i think uh I think there is a lot of power which they can harness from from backend protocol. And, and uh, when I was going through your uh, developers page, it's so rich with lo a lot of lot of content, and you have uh, you have given all explanation to all the layers. But one the, the first line says that taking inspiration from design of the internet, which stuck to me, and, and I wanted to ask you this question, right? Uh, when you're comparing it with internet, right? There are there are some internet also has called dark side of internet or dark side of thing, right? So do you envisage something of this sort in backend layers also? How what are uh, what are your like? If I, I don't call it a cyber security as such, but are there any checks and balances to take control of those elements? Uh, thanks, Abhinav, for spending your time on uh, the developers page. I think for the benefit of audience, I would request everybody to, to visit that page, developers.backend.org. And, and uh, yeah, definitely we looked at the design of the internet as an inspiration, uh, but uh, we're not trying to compare backend with in internet. Internet is phenomenally foundational and it, it helps us do much more than just commerce. So internet more as a, an inspiration to to thinking of for for finding a solution pathway to this problem of commerce and and yeah i think there were some some really great uh, design principles in internet if one looks at that can that you'll see uh, how we have you know kind of used them for the for building this whole backend protocol and the in the market architecture around backend protocol so yeah it it does it does have take that inspirations and your question is a very pertinent one abhinav in terms of the the whole uh, the bad behavior that can happen on, on an open digital network uh, like internet and open digital commerce networks that will come about on 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 backend protocol that, that those are very relevant issues i think couple of things that 
uh, we have tried to ensure one is of course uh, the, the network as an infrastructure should have inherent element of trust built in so we, we are introducing and if you look close through the architecture that we presented at the developers page you will see that there's a concept of open trusted registries wherein the network participants have a way to declare themselves as a uh, as a as a qualified uh, participant to do business on that these registries could be operated by the network participants in a self regulated manner or in case of that particular domain like for example mobility if there is an element of regulation that is uh, that is already there then maybe even the the regulatory authorities the state authorities as in the case with in india can probably play the role of a network registrar and a regulator and prescribe rules on top of the network but i think th that's that's one of the elements that you will see the second is of course all these transactions are secured um, they are they, they 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 do allow for end to end encryption of the transactions between the buyer and seller platforms and more importantly it it, it helps build in for the privacy uh, and the other element of trust is that every transaction because they are happening the transactions are happening between two disparate platforms each transaction uh, you can actually dual digitally sign the transaction which means both the seller and the buyer can digitally sign the transaction and each transaction essentially becomes a legal contract a legal smart contract and it's it act enabled uh, in case of india so this is something that uh, we have tried to build in as an element of trust so that tomorrow if there are any transaction e-commerce is of course um, uh, uh, is a, is a kind of that nature of uh, of business where you have to maintain that kind of a trust of the buyer and seller and these are some of the things that are built into the whole protocol framework uh, the other elements are of course uh, they, they this doesn't fully assure um, uh, eradication of any kind of bad behavior there could still be uh, some possibilities of uh, cartelization and collusions that may come 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 on board on, on the network but i think uh, that is where uh, uh, the protocol allows for for codifying policies guidelines uh, that that network participants can come together and put together as network participation guidelines as some kind of an open set of rules that everybody complies with and they are transparent and they can be actually auditable uh, to be put on this open network because of the nature of the uh, of the network and uh, allows for uh, deterrence of bad behavior but that requires the network to kind of come up with some kind of participation guidelines and rules to make the network uh, thriving and and avoiding such bad behavior but those are some of the possibilities uh, there will be problems but i'm assuming that once the adoption achieves some scale and and the best part is that every transaction is kind of codified on the network so it kind of makes a significant amount of bad behavior to be very difficult to be done because there is easy checks and balances by the nature of the transactions and um, while 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 providing for private privacy and confidentiality i mean i hope that gives you some perspective on yeah, what, yeah. how I mean, we can actually avoid. Yeah, you have answered the question. Uh, that that was exactly my uh, question about. I, I wanted to inquire, like, what are checks and balances? Uh, will that be ha have that be taken care of or not? Or or people uh, when when they are creating the solution, what they can be assured of, or what level of security they want to build in their application or or their business model so that they can be safe in 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 these open right. protocols. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I I think. Uh, my my next question is uh, on something which is very relevant and and because of the current uh, situation, how how are your conversations are changing with different stakeholders? You you might be constantly discussing a lot of business aspects and tech aspects, right? Due to COVID, 
do, do did you find the, there is a lot of uptake about the about the protocol or they wanted to halt a bit of conversation or or they have a lot of excitement how how has been your uh, conversations after covid 19 yeah coincidentally i think uh, the timing for the launch of specifications kind of um, aligned with that of uh, the pandemic across the world so we came out with a version 0.8 the first universal specifications for back in around uh, may last year uh, sorry april last year and that's the time when i think the country was going through a lockdown and and lot was happening in terms of trying to help uh, small businesses not just small businesses all all commerce businesses digital or the physical to find a way to conduct business in these difficult times and uh, it was very interesting uh, that we had the specifications ready and we were just about to launch that we started receiving interest from diverse stakeholders so stakeholders looking at uh, the the fmcg local retail business uh, the kirana stores the the suppliers all the way up to the fmcgs then we had uh, some of the healthcare platforms looking at uh, finding a way to offer teleconsultations during these difficult times and seeing if there's a way we can create a decentralized distributed kind of a network of uh, doctors for teleconsultations and enable this kind of a minimalistic uh, approach to uh, digitalization and do it fast given that they were extremely lightweight some of them could really uh, move fast on adopting this and make it possible albeit at probably smaller scales but but that was a good uh, uh, kind of a, a realization that we had that actually there is uh, there is some uh, value in the idea of an open networks that the that the market already sees and 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 it kind of created a very very natural voluntary participation Uh, around uh, the idea of a open protocol like backend and today we have about i think four to five communities where where companies big and small individuals with uh, aspiring entrepreneurs all coming together and working on making something possible some open networks possible in their domain with backend protocol and we could actually uh, even take this to the grassroots where we we are doing a project for example in city of kochi where we are creating an open network for mobility where we could actually Uh, reach out to uh, the struggling transport op- uh, private transport operators uh, the taxi drivers the auto rickshaw drivers and and they could come together to create some kind of a network among themselves to cater to the audience uh, to to their riders in kochi and kind of still stay in business and receive rides digitally uh, and instead of building their own monolithic independent apps and solutions so so it's been very positive i think uh, everybody recognizes this idea of an open infrastructure where it's open and inclusive and everybody can start something on it on their own and and bring a community around it together of of uh, businesses policy makers and civil society and drive a network so that's that's been some very positive comforting news in the last one year we now and today we do have some transactions some networks that are live and and clocking transactions as we speak got it uh, sujit uh, i have been asking you a lot of questions which are very india centric but most there are a lot of audience uh, who are listening to you right now from different other con- uh, other countries too so so can this particular protocol be replicated there or or do you have um, plans to expand or support uh, them or or it, it is not at all required they just can can adopt this protocols and run their business there so so can you just throw some light on it absolutely i think the way the protocol is defined it's it's 
kind of agnostic to any particular place or a region. Uh, it is a very foundational commerce open specifications that that any market participants in any region can adopt to kind of make a network function among them. Uh, whatever we are doing, for example, with Kochi as an open mobility network, which is probably uh, uh, perhaps the world's first mobility as a service in the form of an open network instead of a central platform. Uh, that's a model that can see a very direct, you know, application in many many parts of the world. So, so this protocol definitely is global, can be adopted anywhere. And as you rightly said, uh, it, it requires once you understand and aware of the protocol, it's up to you to kind of use the specifications yourself and and see if you can you know, mobilize some kind of a traction around. Uh, the market participants to implement this protocol of course it's a communication protocol it's a communication and transaction protocol where you need at least two nodes to be on the network to do business so if you can bring that collective together in any part of the world and implement it irrespective of the domain whether it's mobility local retail teleconsultations in healthcare pharmacy agri-commerce we're seeing getting some interest or even gig workers you know even gig workers trying to build together a network open network where they can be discoverable for any kind of service or offering that they have these are some or nano enterprises home-based entrepreneurs micro entrepreneurs trying to sell something uh, that that they have made uh, could be could be a piece of art or could be some some home cooked you know snacks that they think that they, they can do business with so these are some of the th use cases that are already under discussion for us and i don't see this uh, kind of lacking its relevance in different parts of the world and therefore um, uh, it's easy it is uh, doable in other places and we do have some of uh, for our own experiences about how to go about doing it we do have our own kind of community open network mission playbooks that we can happily share should anybody be interested in doing this elsewhere so that's something that foundation can offer but the protocol as such anybody can you know simply start looking at it and using it on their own without probably any assistance from the foundation itself understood uh, Sujit, Sujit can you just uh, tell our audience at what stage backend is now? How many people are already associated with, with you? Because I know it, it's early. We, you just started, uh, 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 but uh, are there any successes you are seeing or some of the interesting case studies uh, which you can share with our audience? Yes, I, know. I think it's still very early stages in terms of, uh, like I said, it just started about April last year. Uh, but very heartening to see that today, I think there are diverse set of stakeholders uh, already involved in this in this narrative of building open networks with a with an open protocol like backend. So today we have about about 20-25 private sector agencies, uh, some uh, small business associations like the taxi drivers associations in in the city of Kochi, uh, small retailer associations participating, uh, the central government of India, the state governments uh, for sure participating in some of the programs. So I think we do have a good a diverse. Uh, uh, set of stakeholders, uh, not just participating and implementing these specifications, but contributing to the thinking as a collective to help the specifications evolve and 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 make make it more relevant uh, for for their use cases, their context, and the context that can be replicated in other parts of the world. So it's been a it's been a good uh, uh, set of cooper cooperative, you know. Um, peer produced uh, evolution of the specifications that we have seen so far. Uh, the examples of some of these networks that are going live, like I said, there is an open mobility network uh, that we have tested and gone live at some scale. And now we are trying to expand the scale and relaunch it at scale uh, in, in the city of Kochi. Then we have an open delivery network that has gone live wherein we have different platforms, final mile delivery platforms uh, 
available on a network and uh, available as a b2b service service wherein you have uh, the the small businesses the restaurants and the kirana stores actually connecting to the delivery network to find a delivery agent in their neighborhood irrespective of which platform or which service provider they are from they can find all of them on the delivery network to help them do this pick up from the store and deliver it to the end customer be it residence or office so that's that's another network that has gone live we have a, a, a pilot happening at the national scale with government of india we were talking about creating what is called as an open network for digital commerce uh, we're trying to do this pilot in across four cities uh, in the realm of commerce local retail uh, local retail supply chain which is the whole local retail to to wholesalers distributors all the way up and then we are also looking at logistics the delivery logistics inter city logistics are combined into this pilot to be done across four cities across the country so that's another project that's happening we are also trying to do a very small scale you know a network directly with the small businesses where uh, some of these buyer and seller applications uh, don't even exist today but they are built from scratch uh, in a way that is backend native, that is that is built for backend, uh, built with backend kind of a, a, a use case where we are trying to see if we can enable small businesses find contextually relevant lightweight solutions uh, with backend enabled uh, enablement that they can use uh, as a small network. That's a small project we just started off. Uh, so think of it this way: because of backend protocol today, you don't have to build a a, a gigantic monolithic multi-module kind of a platform anymore I mean, think of a small local retail store you know 500 square feet space about 500 to 1000 SKUs trying to make uh, trying to cater to a very limited catchment area around itself in the neighborhood to, to receive orders and process it you don't have to build a very comprehensive solution of inventory management order management catalog management probably all they need is a very simple way of making displaying their catalog of the items they have in the store their availability and find customers who are able to reach out to that store with any other platform that the customers are using and yet receive orders especially during pandemic to receive that orders and to treat that order offline it may not you may not need a system but at least you're receiving the order and you can treat it offline process it offline but still be in the be available to receive orders so very small such microservice based solutions are something that uh, are coming up as use cases helps brings more flexibility to adoption of technology or digital for local retail stores instead of doing a, a whole system approach so i think that's something that uh, I see a lot of traction happening with some of these example missions that I spoke about. And these are all demonstra demonstrator, demonstrator missions. Uh, the idea is to kind of set up and sustain this network at some scale before the networks kind of take over and, and start growing them organically. We just want to make sure that these act as demonstrator missions for larger such open networks to happen, not just in India, but across the world. Thank you, Sujit. I think, I think, I think more and more, uh, I wish more and more experiences like the like these come to you very early now and uh, my next question is pretty specific i want you to be a little more objective about it so uh, what is one incident which took place in the last two months which gave you like a kick-ass kind of an excitement about becky and you uh, tell me one incident uh, which you can share with your audience yeah i think of it's 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 been a hair-raising experience pretty much on a, on a on a daily or a weekly basis uh, so there are several sites that i can think about um, i mean like i said you know to, to have these conversations to even to have a possibility of 
having uh, uh, some of the local taxi drivers to go digital some of them have not been uh, gone digital and they've been in this business for decades to find them convenient way to go digital and to to have that conversation and build contextually relevant solutions i think that's pretty much uh, become like a daily uh, revelation of sorts um, and this is this this is fascinating uh, from that point of view that each of that learn experience is helping us build a better set of protocol and specification uh, standards as we go forward uh, but i think the real for me the real aha moment in the last two months was the ability to unlock with a new version which is version 0.9 we were able to unlock the possibilities of backend to a diverse set of use cases we thought that probably we will have an incremental approach that we look at as and when we learn more about a particular domain like we started off with mobility then we do delivery and then the local retail from the from the uh, restaurants and you know uh, department stores and grocery stores point of view we thought that for every learning we have to add a sector specific content into the protocol like a layer of of additional schemas to make it kind of customizable for that domain but i think when when uh, we sat together on this approach about two to three months ago we realized uh, to a surprise that there is seems to be an universal kind of a truth across domains irrespective of what you do there's a universal grammar of commerce which is relevant for any domain it's it's about finding a way to abstract that out and making it universal and generic okay and the more we started doing it the lesser and lesser it puts the burden on domain centric customization as we go forward so the domain specific layer in the whole layer design has become so thin that it just requires some kind of a taxonomical update to start making this protocol use which means um, to put it in simple terms it means that today uh, one protocol can cater to about several million types of use cases across sectors and uh, I mean, if you look at from a purely from a generic possibility, uh, we are talking about over a over a lakh and twenty thousand generic cases of only the the happy flows and the exceptions. All that that happen around that goes to several orders, several millions of transactions. Uh, for example, uh, if you're buying a laptop on a network using Beckham protocol, you can actually build a cart where you can add laptop from one provider. You can add a laptop insurance from another provider on the runtime. Okay, uh, you can have uh, a single store, single provider uh, being on the network with the kind of catalog schema that we have as part of the protocol. It, it al even allows for uh, a multi-store catalog, seasonal seasonal catalogs to be made available, dynamic offers to be built in. For example, if you're adding items into the cart, the seller application can actually nudge you to cross-sell and help you build the cart bigger by nudging you last minute offers and saying that, hey, if you add another item worth X rupees, I can give you an overall discount on that cart, real time. While the cart is being built on another platform, the seller can actually nudge you to you know, drive dynamic offers. Uh, single click orders, for example, you can I can unlock a bike with Beckham protocol. You know, today in the bike sharing, if you have a QR code, you don't have to do the search. You have the bike in front of you. All you have to do is scan the QR code. But scanning the QR code from a third-party app and unlocking the bike is actually placing the order. So single click order placement for mobility, uh, that is possible. So there are several types of use cases that we managed to do with one set of specification. And the latest version is able to do that. So extremely, extremely excited about the possibilities, therefore, that can unfold. Once people start seeing, uh, uh, going, uh, seeing, getting into depth on their understanding of backend, the possibilities are fascinatingly immense, Abhinav. 
got it i can i can see the excitement in your voice and uh, i can feel that the new version uh, will unlock a lot of possibilities for all the stakeholders on this protocol and uh, my next question to you is uh, i don't know it, it is simple or complex to you when when you sit in your business meetings or when you start discussing with uh, all the all leaders and your team what is that parameter of success for you is it number of transactions or 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 x number of transactions at a time interval or or what is that variable or a parameter which you constantly measure and, uh, and uh, want to chase yeah i think abs- uh, absolutely uh, as much as you know we 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 like the idea of designing an open protocol i think there is some element of bias for action uh, in in the team uh, that that i that that i lead and also the ecosystem that is volunteering clearly i think uh, scale is something that we definitely want to achieve at some point and and we want to make sure that it's built for that kind of a scale uh, that that is, I mean, upi today does about 3 billion transactions a month so a commerce can 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 be in similar order and we are trying to see if something like a beckon protocol uh, can cater to that kind of a scale uh, or even bigger so that's that scale is definitely uh, a kind of an uh, focus in terms of driving uh, open networks across india across the world and drive such large transactions on on an open protocol just like the way upi happened but more importantly i think i think uh, it's not about uh, the, the the content of that scale but also the diversity uh, like i said uh, this protocol is about enabling the buyer and seller giving them optionalities and especially small businesses if if this can help small businesses go online faster and do business better okay uh, some of these small businesses are you know first and sec- second and third generation businesses with over you know 5 to 7 decades of presence and for them it's not about doing big it's about staying in control having a uh, not losing sleep over doing business but you know survive those business cycles and stay in business for decades and decades together for them uh, it's not just about going online it's about finding the right way of going online uh, which doesn't does not uh, alienate them from the customers they have this continuous interactions with their customers and 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 get that feedback and drive loyalty build high trust for their business and that's what keeps their inventory kind of fast moving so i think th- those are things that keeps me uh, you know awake as to how do we make beckon cater to that kind of requirements wherein we are as much as the small businesses are becoming internet friendly uh, because which is the future that they see for themselves but is there a way the internet can become small business friendly and if beckon could be one of those answers uh, then i think that's a great objective matt abhinav i i wish more power to your team and to you so that you can chase that dream now now uh, these are few of my last questions to you but i want you to candidly answer them in one word okay so it it might be a little personal to you uh, or it might be to beckin only one word these are like consider them as rapid fire question okay no so, pressure uh, but <laughs> <laughs> one word answers let us see how sure. okay I'll try my best. Yes, yes. <laughs> if not india where would you like to in which country would you like to uh, put back in uh, in or, or where in the world would you like the back end to be live if not in pick any dot on the map pick any dot on the map of five continents <laughs> no i think it's a diplomatic answer but if you want to choose a country 
internet didn't choose a country so i don't let beckon choose a country but india being first of course uh, was a national uh, of course our natural inclination towards country but any country is fine like i said internet didn't choose any specific country or not but i'm open to anything it's digital at the end of the day yeah okay and uh, tell me uh, two people who constantly inspire you yeah nandan from all uh, not about beckon but you you as a personality so uh, Okay, that's a difficult question. You you make me think. I think uh, I think uh, there's an element of tooling that comes into the natural way of doing doing things. And and my father was an engineer tool designer with uh, with aeronautics company in India, Hindustan Aeronautics Limited. So I think uh, for me, I think that seems to be the inspiration that I carry. Yeah. Okay. Now now the questions about backend again. There are there are four important uh, schemas, right? Uh, yes, it is versatile, but there are four important schemas. If if i want you to choose one company one dream company or if i can say uh, a marquee kind of a player whom you want to associate with associate with who will be that company in mobility first we'll start with mobility only one word it sounds diplomatic but i think the company is yet to be created i'm assuming some companies will look at coming out with really diverse unique business models to scale <laughs> yeah Okay. Uh, on healthcare side, oh, there are so there are so many such fascinating companies. I'm sorry if I can extend that. I think there are so many such fascinating companies. You look at what mobility, the space of mobility, whether it's right. I'll I'll make this question a little easy then for you now. So I'll yeah. uh, let us remove private players from the game. So which is one institution from government of India uh, you want them to implement backend protocol as quickly as possible? there are many right which would be like if you are prime minister of india or the person who takes decision you want this department or this particular business to integrate or or follow backend protocol what would be that particular department yeah i think i think my um, i think mobility being kind of my where the heart is or the stopping ground definitely look at uh, ministry of urban affairs and road transport both the ministries looking at both urban mobility side of adoption and of course the intercity part coming from the other ministry i think both these ministries are definitely uh, two ministries that i look look forward to having uh, conversations on adopting backend for sure okay i think i, I think you were pretty diplomatic but still answers uh, count uh, the answers were very interesting i hope while i'm being diplomatic my answers are authentic <laughs> in the sense that those are those the Those those are really the the uh, the kind of uh, answers that I have. Unfortunately, I, I wish I could come prepared with some more uh, cheeky answers, but unfortunately, I don't have any at the moment. I mean, uh, no, no, authentic answers are the one which excites everyone. Uh, last question to you: uh, If if I am a, a person who is listening to this podcast, if I want to integrate with Beckin and learn more about Beckin, what are the places I should go and look at? and uh, where i can get more information or or how should i start first great question i think uh, that's something that area that we are working on as we go forward we are coming out with more interactive content uh, on the website and other places but if you were to start that today i think you should definitely you know start with some of those early concept sketches that we have put together on what backend is on our website the main website Uh, do visit developers.backend.com/backend.org uh, uh, developers.backend.org uh, if you are if you have a bit of a, a kind of a tech orientation to understanding how the protocol works we do have our specifications on github so if you if you understand 
uh, how to go through the specs and where to find it. GitHub is a place where you can spend a lot of time. We do have some of these APIs listed on Swagger Hub and other such portals. Uh, but if you really want to uh, kind of start working, getting started with these specifications and Boken Protocol, please do join some of our community um, uh, work that is already happening. We have three or four, you know, communities that are that are at play. We get into calls on a weekly basis. So I do about four to five calls a week across communities. So feel free to write to us at info at beckon.org and we will, or I think community at beckon.org. If you can write to us at uh, that email ID, we'll have you you know join some of these communities and uh, you can participate in some of the rich discussions that are happening across these communities and that's a great place for you to not just learn from on beckon from the foundation but some of the other participants who are implementing beckon thank you thank you Suri, for being very candid and also being patient for uh, for answering uh, little technical questions and, and which needed uh, this kind of an explanation uh, and uh, and, and, and also a very big thank you from the team from Global Fintech Festival for being part of this uh, initiative. And to all our audience, to listen to more uh, more conversations like this, please uh, uh, see different uh, episodes in our series, which cater to uh, which cater to different aspects of fintech and commerce uh, and, and learn more about it. And also please do uh, uh, come and visit uh, all of our uh, fantastic speakers in Global Fintech Festival 2021. With this, uh, thank you again, Sujit, uh, and uh, have a wonderful time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abhinav. Thank you to the organizers of this Fintech Festival, T-Hub, and, and for the audience, for the patient listening. If you have come to this to this end, thank you so much, and, and lovely talking to you, Abhinav. It was a great conversation. Thanks. Thank you, Sujit.